Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. And let's kick off the episode, as we always do, with a look at recent and upcoming events. Uh, first up, Uncouth recently played at the Sugar Skull in Franklin Park with From Those Ashes, Exosphere, and Purge and Rebuild. Um, the weather was absolutely horrific. It was uh, a recent, uh, well, at the time, it was actively snowing. There was ice. The roads were dog shit. And yet, we had a pretty good turnout. I was not mad at that. Kind of packed that little joint in and uh, had a blast. It was a fun show. Um, good environment. The 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 employees of the place were fantastic. Like some of the most supportive, the sound dude, um, was so helpful, uh, up to and including helping all the bands bring their gear into the venue. Like very cool. Um, also kind of a, a weird, uh, weird deal. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, skull based artwork, uh, on the walls, including a massive, portrait of um La Parca famed luchador uh and the same day that the band was playing January 11th was the day that La Parca formerly known as La Parca 2 um died uh due to injuries sustained in a match uh that he had had in October uh now for wrestling fans this is not the La Parca that we grew up with in WCW, the chairman, uh, who uh, now is uh, billed as uh, L.A. Park due to um, ownership over the name, legal disputes kind of things. Um, this was the second La Parca, who in a match with the original La Parca, won the right to use the name La Parca. Um, but yes, so that was kind of wild. Um you know, seeing that, that, uh, that image and then jumping on social media and being like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, really fun show. Uh, I think we had a great set. It was, uh, it was nice not having a sore throat going into the show. So my voice actually held out, uh, which I'm always delighted about. I have this terrible curse of almost every time we have a show, something's coming up, whether it's uh, a wisdom tooth suddenly deciding to shift, uh, and, and break through my, break through the gum line, um, or, you know, a sore throat or what have you. Um, so yeah, uh, terrible weather, but fantastic show. Uh, and, uh, Uncouth has another show coming up, uh, April 1st. We will be opening for Lord Dying, who is, I think, think currently on tour with Black Label Society, or they're about to be on tour with Black Label Society, but either way, Uncouth next show, uh, April 1st at Reggie's, uh, I'll talk more about that as we get closer to it, uh, in the meantime, Uncouth is going back into the lab to do some writing for the upcoming new record, which, uh, is slated to come out this year, um, upcoming shows, got a couple things lined up for January, uh, Saturday, January 25th, I am back at Nacho Treehouse with no peppers this time. Uh, it's, uh, myself, 
Monica Andrade, Yaz Bat. Um, fantastic lineup. So excited to be part of it and excited to actually uh, get to, to start and finish uh, a set at Nacho Treehouse. Um, Wednesday, January 29th, I am guest co-hosting Dragzilla along with uh, your usual hosts, Cindy Vicious and Lucille Faufur. Uh Plus on the lineup, we have uh, Synthetic, uh, Tater Tot Noxious, Crystal Ball, and Venus. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. I'm doing stand-up at a drag show, which I've never done, and I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm excited to try and see. Uh, it, yeah, I love Dragzilla. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, I always have a blast there. Everyone is so cool. Um, and I, I hope you all, uh, will come out and, and, and see that and support that. Um, and then, uh, after that Thursday, February 13th, once again, I remind you the comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret debuts at the comedy shrine. Uh, it's a show that I've been trying to put together in some form or fashion for so long, and it's finally coming together. Uh, we've got comedy by Whitney Wasson and Cameron Little. Uh, we've got music by Emma Grace. We've got drag by Lucille Fuffer of Dragzilla. Burlesque by Misconduct of Shush Burlesque. And my co-host and musical accompaniment, Chris Bonghat. So, I am... So stoked on this show. There's going to be all of the things that I just mentioned, plus games and just so much fun. Uh, everyone who, is, who has been so supportive in the lead-up to this, I am, I am so grateful, and I can't wait to see you all there. Uh, then, February 21st, I am returning to Tonk House. That's right, another fantastic, delightful uh, house show um, DIY scene, you know, thing. Uh, I haven't done Tonk House since it was still uh, out in the garage, uh, but it is winter and it is indoors now. Um, for information on where Tonk House is, you can hit up myself or the show producer and host Jay Garcia or any of the other performers on the show, King Kelly, Justin Cosby, uh, or Alec Jones. Um, so yeah, super excited to return to Tonk House. Uh, so yeah, the next couple months, very fun, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, I've also got stuff lined up for March. I'll get into that as we get closer to it. No sense in getting ahead of myself, you know what I mean? Um, I would like to talk about, while I'm talking about shows and shows I'm producing or shows I'm on, um valuing ourselves as artists. Uh, I've, I've been talking a lot with people lately, you know, as, as we watch the, the collapse of late stage capitalism and, you know, the, uh, unsustainable nature of, of our society as we know it. Um, there's, we're, we're reaching a tipping point in, in capitalism. Um, Capitalism is is founded on the the uh, the idea that there has to be a workforce, uh, a, a labor force. There are the people who hire the labor force, and then there is a unemployed base 
from which to pull labor from. But there always has to be an unemployed base. Uh, because if you don't have other people that you can threaten your employees with uh, replacing them with, then, uh, you know, that it, it, you can't exploit their labor to the same degree because they'll, you know, start to realize how exploited uh, they are being as employees. And we're reaching a tipping point where there simply is not enough labor to go around. And so the unemployment pool is, is growing. And I realize uh, unemployment numbers are reported to be down, but you have to take a couple of factors into account. One, the gig economy. You know, so many people are now independently contracting as dog walkers or uh, Uber drivers or uh, things of that like, where there, it's not a regular steady employment, it is a, a, a gig-based employment. So there's that factoring into the, the decreasing unemployment numbers. There's also people who just aren't filing for unemployment anymore because they no longer qualify. And uh, that takes them out of the, the numbers of documented unemployed people, but that doesn't make them any more employed. And even, like I said, with the gig economy thing, even with people being uh, employed, that doesn't mean they're employed in a fashion in which they can sustain a life. Um, there is nowhere in the U.S. where a minimum wage covers a full living expense. Rent, food, uh, you know, um, the, the, the ability to, co to commute, etc. Um, there's nowhere in the U.S. where a minimum wage covers that. Uh, and it's supposed to. The minimum wage, I'm sorry if you disagree, but it was designed to be a minimum living wage. That's why there is a minimum wage. Um, and minimum wage has not kept up with cost inflation. Uh, and, you know, pay uh, in general hasn't kept up. If, if you look at what performers are paid now, and I'm talking... The, the the not the not the big names not the you know multi million dollar netflix special folks not the you know uh getting 10 million on the back end actors i'm talking your general working creative types our pay has stagnated it's been the same since the shit at least the 80s um and that's got to start changing. We have to start valuing ourselves. And I realize that means that, yeah, prices for things, including ticket prices, may have to go up because you pay, uh, you know, $20 to go to a comedy show now that you paid $20 to go to a comedy show in the 80s. And people don't want to pay more. And I get it because we're not making enough money. Um, but because we don't pay more for tickets and tickets is typically what goes to, uh, the performers, um, you know, bands don't make money. Comics don't make money. Uh, you know, drag performers don't make the kind of money they should like. No one is valued to the degree that they should be as a creative type. And we are reaching a point where standard employment is not going to be enough to cover it. So we need to reach a point where we are paying people to do four hours of work a day. Like, just give everyone four hours of work to do. 
That should cover all of the labor needs in the U.S. Uh, and then all the other time should be spent on creative pursuits or passion projects or whatever you're into. Do whatever you want with your time. We, we don't, our, our, our work needs do not match the base of humanity that needs work. You know what I mean? Um, and so we've got to just pay people to, to be and do that. I'm not on the Yang gang. Cause I think his universal base income thing, uh, as he's proposed, it misses a huge swath of other needs that people have, uh, that they need to be met. Um, but a universal basic income, yeah, is a good idea because so much shit is being automated and we need to pay artists as well. Like value art as labor, value work as labor. And as a, a show producer, look, I've talked at length about why I left wrestling. I left wrestling because the company I was working for just stopped paying me. Kaiju Attack Wrestling stopped paying me. Uh, they still owe me money because I was promised a certain pay and they just stopped paying me. Um, I see they're coming back this year. Good for them. Still owe me money. So fuck off. Uh, that said, anyone who's working for them, if you're getting paid good for you, keep doing what you're doing. Um, but one of the things that I learned through that debacle is if I'm running a show, uh, I'm going to have the pay to pay the performers before I run the show. I'm not betting on the gate. I'm not telling anyone, hey, uh, the door was light, so I can't pay you. I'll get you later. Like, no, if I promised someone pay, I'm going to pay them. And that's not a knock on shows that aren't able to pay. Like, I, I, I get it. Not everyone is able to. And a lot of us are just grateful for stage time. We're grateful for an audience. We get to build our name or our reputation. And that's where other avenues of, you know, getting paid come in, have merch, uh, monetize your podcast, uh, monetize your YouTube videos, you know, do, do whatever you have to do because it, we creative types like to demonize the idea of, of the money thing. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. Money cheapens my art. No, look, get paid. Like the, the, the world we live in requires you to get paid. So get paid doing what you love. Value it enough to expect payment for it. Um, and again, if you agree with a, a, a booker to do a show for free or you agree to, you know, hey, I get whatever tips or whatever, that's cool. I'm not knocking anyone who doesn't get paid, but we also can't knock people who want to get paid. Um, and yeah, I want to make a living doing this. Like that is the ideal goal. Like I want to be a performer or a creative type for a living, whether that's producing shows or hosting shows or being booked on shows or, you know, if the podcast takes off or, you know, whatever other endeavors I have in the works, and I do, oh, I do. The idea is for it to pay for my ability to live, you know, because 
that's where I want to put my effort in. I don't want to just be giving my labor to someone uh, where I, I don't care, you know? Like, yeah, it's it's nice to have a job and it's nice to have a job where they they treat you well and take care of you and whatnot. And, and my job, you know, my day job does that. They do try to take care of me as best they can. It's also uh, grunt labor that's not sustainable for my health and well-being in the long term. So I'm trying to get I'm trying to make this a living. And I I think we as a, a culture of performers need to stop demonizing that idea. And don't be afraid to ask your worth. And, you know, again, if people can't pay it and you agree to work for less or for nothing, that's cool. I work a ton of free shows and will happily work more shows as well. Like, if you are looking to book me, don't take the take this as a deterrent. If I like you and I like your show and it is an opportunity to perform for, you know, an audience I want to be in front of or with other performers I want to be in front of or whatever. Uh, I, I will do your show. Um, I, you know, I'm not too big for that. Uh, clearly not, not too big for that, but you know, just know it like, and if I'm running a show, which I am comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret debuting February 13th, um, I'm paying my performers, uh, and, and I would say I'm probably paying them well. Um, I'm not going to go into those details. Look, if you want to be on the show, you'll find out what I'm, what I'm paying. And we'll, we'll get to that once we get this first show underway. Let me get through this first one. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got plans, man. And I want this to be a show where people get taken care of and people want to come back and, and people feel valued and, and, I, I want I want that to be the culture for all of us. I want us all to feel valued and valuable and 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 all of that. So yeah, I don't know. I just I wanted to to ramble a little bit, I guess, about you know the 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 disparity in in pay in performance. You know, if if we're willing to see millions upon millions of dollars thrown at someone to have a Netflix special, pay $20 to go see your friends. You know, like, do that. Pay the $20. Go support your friends. They need it. They need it. Pay your performer friends. Buy their merch. I have a closet full of t-shirts that I never wear because I'm, I'm not a t-shirt person. I'm a, I wear tank tops. So if you have merch and you have tank tops, I will buy your tank top. Um, but I, as much as I can, you know, when I'm, uh, financially able, I buy all the merch from all the people that I want to support because I know how important that is. Um, and that's, and, and thankfully I'm in a position where I can do that. And I understand not everyone is, but, you know, it save, save up, you know, Disney plus is what? 10 bucks a month. Look, I'm sure the Mandalorian's great, but spend 10 bucks. Go see your friends, go support your friends. Art pirate, the Lucasfilm shit. Disney doesn't need your money. Disney has all the money. Uh, yeah. 
All right, that's enough of that main topic. Let's move on. Uh, last episode, I talked about the new segments on the show. Um, I'll be getting to one of them that I did last week, uh, but I have another new segment. Uh, it might be a slightly infrequent one because, you know, it's dependent on what I can find. Uh, but now it's time for dumb news. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah, I don't have sound effects. Uh, deal with it. So, uh, originally reported by the Des Moines Register in Iowa, uh, a dude has asked the district court to grant him a trial by combat with his ex-wife uh, because he is unable to defend himself against her and her attorney in a more conventional legal trial. He has requested 12 weeks to find katanas and uh, wakizashi swords. Um, I, I am familiar with a katana because I grew up with Ninja Turtles. Uh, I don't know what the other one is. I probably should have looked it up, but fucking whatever. Um, but yeah, he's requested 12 weeks to find these special swords uh, for the requested trial by combat. He argues that trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in the United States. Uh, the couple is currently engaged in a legal dispute over custody and visitation rights over their children, as well as property taxes. The ex-wife's lawyer has asked the court to suspend visitation rights and have the dude undergo a psyche eval because he wants to challenge his ex-wife to a trial by combat where someone could very well be killed. Because uh, I guarantee neither of these motherfuckers are trained in using uh, katana swords. Um, quick aside, katana sword, uh, everyone says that would be the sword they'd want for like the zombie apocalypse or whatever. Wrong choice. Lot of care and maintenance required for a katana. Uh, you're better off just getting a machete or a baseball bat. All, and anyone who's grown up in America knows how to swing a baseball bat. You may not be good at it, but you don't need to be especially good. Uh, a zombie head is a larger target than a baseball. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the ex-wife's lawyer asked the dude to suspend visitation rights and have the dude undergo a psyche eval, and here's where it's fun. The judge hasn't ruled against any of this. In 2020, trial by combat, maybe back in? Sure, why not? We're watching the collapse of uh, the, the American empire anyway. Why not have gladiatorial combat come in? Sure, let's fucking do it. I'm for it. 2020, trial by combat. Uh, and that's been dumb news. Dip, 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 dip. Fuck it. All right. Uh, the next of the new segments on the show. This one's so fun. I love this. What's Nicolas Cage up to? Uh, recently, Nicolas Cage was posing on the red carpet with Kesha for a screening of his new film, Color Out of Space. Uh, which I mentioned in the last episode. And while Kesha's red carpet fashion was rather subdued, uh, she wore a black denim jacket, blue jeans, and white pumps with some fancy dangly silver earrings, Cage's red carpet look was everything. Um, shiny black buckled boots, black jeans with a massive belt buckle and a chain wallet, 
a black t-shirt and the wildest black leather jacket. It had a red trim and an outstanding quantity of spikes and studs as well as a leopard print collar. Uh, this jacket was so cool. Um, Cage's Flick uh, opens on January 24th, and Kesha drops her new record, High Road, January 31st, with a tour kicking off April 23rd. And that is what Nicolas Cage is up to. All right, now it's time for some recommendations, uh, music recommendations specifically. Uh, the track that I'm recommending is High Heels by Melanie C., with Sink the Pink. Uh, Mel C, a.k.a. Sporty Spice, came off a massive reunion tour with the Spice Girls that never came to the U.S., which I'm very upset about, uh, and went right into Pride season last year with London's Sink the Pink, which is a queer art collective of dancers and drag queens and designers and club kids and the like. Um, they uh, were also part of the performance. In fact, they uh, became part of her stage show, often standing in as various members of the Spice Girls uh, when she performed Spice Girls tracks, uh, as well as contributing to her new dance single, High Heels, uh, which is, again, your recommendation for this episode. Uh, they performed at a number of pride parades and festivals and concerts around Europe and South America. Still not in the U.S. Come on. We, we, we love you too. I love you. Your arms are amazing, Mel C. Just saying. Um, live video of the show at the Troxy in East London is available on YouTube. It is fantastic. Everyone seems like they're having an absolute blast, especially on stage. Mel C comes across as someone like truly grateful to be doing all she's doing. Uh, she was always the vocal powerhouse in the Spice Girls. Uh, and when the group separated and started their various solo careers, uh, it's arguable uh, that hers was the most consistently solid. Um, she's co-written 11 UK number one hits, more than any other woman in chart history, is the only woman to top the charts as a solo artist, uh, in a duet, in a quartet, and in a quintet, uh, which is impressive. She also has seven solo albums in addition to the three albums with the Spice Girls. So yeah, uh, Mel C, Sporty Spice, I fucking love you, you're the best. Uh, keep doing what you're doing and, uh, go listen to some Mel C. I think you'll like it. Huh. And now it is time for the final segment of the episode, the episodic tarot pull. Uh, for this episode, we are pulling from the nineties tarot deck by Christy Prokopiak. And the card that I've pulled for this episode is the page of cups. Uh, the Page of Cups in this deck is represented by Claire Danes as the character Angela Chase from the TV show My So-Called Life, which, oh my God, if you've never seen My So-Called Life, what are you doing with yourself? It's so good. Uh, you could argue it's the last time Jared Leto wasn't a creep. Um, I mean, maybe he was. I don't fucking know. But anyway. Uh, the Page of Cups is a card about the awakening of self. 
the the depths of emotion before they are fully consciously realized. So we're looking at dreams and impulses and wild creative bursts. This card is all about breaking from rigid patterns and structures and really letting your freak flag fly and, you know, engaging with your creative self. Um, and, you know, find your, your inspirations, find the things that are, are, are fueling your flights of fancy and really embrace that shit. Now is the time to be your weird, authentic self. Um, and that's, that's what I leave you with. That's what I, I want you to do going in to this new year and, and going forward in the future is, is fuck it. 2020 is the year we get weird. Like that's, that's the mission statement for 2020, 2020, the year we get weird. And I hope you're all on board with that. Cause man, I don't know about you, but me personally, I've got some wild ass shit planned for the year. I hope we don't see the total collapse of society as we know it um, before I get to do some of it. You know, I do want to see the collapse of society as we know it, because honestly, we could do better. Um, stop holding on to rigid patterns. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I got shit to do. Y'all got shit to do. This has been the Trash Fire of Talk with your host, Skits M. Jones. Connect with me on all the social medias, at Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, all one word. Uh, hit me up, email, at, uh, or, uh, it's skitsmjones at gmail.com. Um, if you've got the Anchor app or whatever, you can drop me a voice message and I will play it on a future episode. Um, yeah, uh, questions, comments, concerns, hit me up, otherwise... You know what I want you to do, and that is, as always, keep that trash fire burning, y'all. Mm-hmm.